Hi, I'm Pastor Joshua at the Refuge Church. At, uh, we are at uh, by the Dodgers and White Sox Spring Training Stadium over on Camelback in the 101. And we're at Calvary Chapel, and it's uh, awesome to see uh, and to fellowship with you guys because I actually, our church, though, is over there. I live in Surprise, and I know what Calvary Chapel Surprise is all about and what you guys do and how the Word of God is proclaimed all the time here at this place. And, and you have a wonderful pastor, Pastor Brett. Can we give him just Pastor Brett, just thank, thank him and the elders here and the leadership here. You have an, a phenomenal, a phenomenal group of, of believers here at this place. Uh, this church and the impact you are making for the kingdom of God is outstanding and never give up on that. Continue to press on to maturity as we, as we learn and, and hear from God. And, and as you guys, as a, as a community, as a body at, at, in Surprise, Arizona, the impact that you are making is outstanding. Continue the work that God has, has for you. And uh, it's a blessing to come today to get to share with you God's word. It's a privilege and honor. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I, the message that we have for you this morning, it's, it's, I'm titling it Living in Now. It's the opportunity that we have in Christ. And uh, uh, so I, I want to just have, I can't wait to share it with you today. Are you guys ready to hear from the word of God? I feel like it's my opportunity today just to get you hungry because in a minute we get to eat, right? But we get to Bacon? Did I hear bacon? Bacon? I heard bacon already this morning. I want to. I don't want to give you heathen stuff like bacon because, like, God, Jesus was a Jew, right? And he didn't. But he made it clean. So now we can eat. Eat the. Amen. There's my bacon. My bacon lovers. Yeah. I get to give you the word of God though this morning, which is uh, we need a hunger and thirst after that. Amen. Come on. Can I get an amen? Like amen. I get that guy Tim the Toolman Taylor type. Amen. Yeah. All right. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your life, your testimony. It is a privilege truly to be here and uh, my own home city and, and uh, a group of brothers and in the Lord that love you so much, uh, a, uh, a church that proclaims the gospel all the time. And, and as we grow in you through your word, it is how we grow. We grow through your spirit, through your power the blood of Jesus. And we just proclaimed you today. We ask that you would be lifted on high and glorified. That the time that we have together this morning with you, that we would not turn it void at all, but we would uh, press in, lean on you, trust in you confidently. And as you are proclaimed, Lord, may we live your life to the fullest. Teach us now, Lord, in, in your scripture and your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you grab your Bibles? If you got one, hopefully you have one. If not, uh, lean on somebody or, or pay really close attention to the word of the Lord as we proclaim it today. But Galatians chapter five, if you would go there, Galatians five, one of my favorite verses is passages in scripture of all time. And when I was asked to come today, I it was thought of no other place to turn to than, than here today, Galatians five and, and what it comes about in it. I told you before a moment ago, I want to title today's message, Living in Now. Living in the Now. Uh, I heard a story of a gentleman who wanted to get married to a woman in a South American country of Venezuela and, and uh, loved this gal so much. The future father-in-law says, well, if you want to marry my daughter, you're going to have to catch one of my bulls. And I have three of them, and I'm going to escort them out, open up the, the barn. And when you, they come out, if you can catch, catch one of them by the tail, 
my daughter is yours. So he sees the first bull comes out of the gate, so to speak, and it is huge, large in size, and he's a little intimidated. You know, I'm going to just pass that one up. I'm going to go to the next one because they can't all be that big. Sure enough, the next one comes out, and he is bigger than the first, and he's like freaking out. Ah, no, nope, my, my future father-in-law wouldn't make it this hard. I'm going to grab the next one, and sure enough, the third one comes out, and he's a little sickly kind of bull and he's ready and he starts to run out there. He's like, I can capture this one. And he goes after it, grabs a hold of the back, but he realizes there's no tail at the end of the last bull. Now, the moral of the story is that that ain't no bull as, <laughs> as uh, which, what's that? Earnhardt Ford would tell you. All right. Uh, but when it comes to the opportunity that's right before us, we got to grab the bull by the horns. We got to take the first one when it comes to us. When we see something right away, we want to grab it because time is precious. The opportunity that God has given you and I is precious. And we've got to seize the day as carpe diem, as I heard Robin Williams once say in a movie, it is important for you and I to take the opportunity that God gives you and I to seize the moment, to live in the now. Paul wrote to the Galatian church and he talked about faith and understanding that we are saved by grace through faith and and that we have a, a moment in time now to live for him. Chapters one through three tell us about the gospel story, but chapters four through five show us in great detail the importance to live now for the kingdom of God. And he tells us in 5 verse 1, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. He sets the the precipice, the moment, the time is now. You've been set free. The wages of sin is death, but now the free gift of God is eternal life. So live in the moment of now of the freedom that we have in Jesus. And now that we're free, free indeed, he points us again, verse 13, in the middle of Galatians. Five, he says, for you are called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn this freedom which you have into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Would you read that with me together? Verse 13. I know you might have a different translation. You might not even have the Bible on you, but do your best to say it with me. And let's say verse 13 together. Three, two, one. For we were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. I think we have this opportunity in life to do certain things, challenges. You have an opportunity to do anything. You had an opportunity this morning to get up early to come here on a Saturday morning when it's your day off and you chose to come and fellowship with men. But most importantly, I think you chose here today to come and hear from the word of God. He came to seek the Lord. And the Bible says, as we sing a moment ago, so, so poignantly, draw near to the Lord. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. The book of Hebrews tells us if we draw near to the Lord, he will draw near to us. This is God, who he is. He is the faithful one. In fact, it's tattooed on his side, faithful and true. God never, ever lets us down. He always is who he is. In fact, he doesn't lie. God is faithful. He is true. And he's given you and I an opportunity to seize the moment, the day. He says, don't let the opportunity, however, be one in the flesh. The word opportunity there in the Greek, it it literally means starting point. It's an opportunity like a launch pad. 
place where you and I are counting down to the moment to seize the day like a, a rocket ship is about to launch into outer space. Five, four, three, two, one. You have an opportunity right now to make the most of the time that God has given you. But for so many of us, I think we look to the past and we think of missed opportunity. We think of missed moment. I wish I would have done that. You ever have that opportunity? Remember in the past, you're in a, a grocery line, maybe you're in a classroom setting or you're, you're at work and someone, you had the opportunity to share the, the gospel story with somebody or to say, I, I wish I would have prayed with you. Or they, you're hearing about, they're talking about some other religion and you're like, oh, I want to say this, but if I say it, I'll offend them. And I, I don't want to hurt their feelings. So I'm just going to not say anything at all. You ever have those moments in time where you, you could have done something and you wish you would have? Uh, not long ago, actually a couple months ago, I went to Israel and I, on my way there, I stopped off in New York and had the opportunity to share the gospel with a friend of mine who I grew up with here in, in the Valley. And now he owns like 40 uh, businesses and uh, in New York City and buildings that is, and he oversees it. And, He's a well-off guy and sitting down having coffee with him. Like, well, so what, 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 why do you do what you're doing? And, and he was telling me his love for life. And, and he shared with me a trip he's about to go on overseas in, in Bora Bora. Yeah, he's going to find some sunken treasure. Uh, he's a true treasure hunter. And uh, I said, well, bro, what, if, what happens if you, if you go off and, and, and you die on a ship? Or the seas get so heavy. What if you died? What if you, do you know Christ Jesus? I didn't want to miss the opportunity. I've like, I flew all these miles to New York City. Might as well share the gospel with an old friend of mine and over some coffee. And it, I didn't think too much of it. Prayed for him. In fact, he just got back from his trip. And this morning, I got an email from him. And he said, I just want to thank, thank, thank you for the prayer, the time that you had with me. Because on my way to the treasure island, which I found, I, coming back, there was a massive storm. In fact, I, I should have died. In fact, I grabbed a, a life, these inflatables, expecting the, the boat to capsize. It was already, water was already coming in. And the two guides I had with me couldn't speak the language of English. And I, I could tell on their faces that they knew that they were about to meet their maker. And I just remembered and I, and I cried out and I, I, I prayed and asked God to reveal some type of salvation for me. And it was at that moment, he said, literally within the next moment of his life, a, this island appeared in the midst of a storm as a beacon of hope. And he said at the end of his email to me this morning that as an atheist, I don't know what this means, but I do believe that there's a God. I believe it has to be something. The opportunity I, I could have taken just for a moment, not to share the gospel, but, but for, for an opportunity, this man saw hope in the greatest despair. You and I, we have an opportunity now to press in, to what, see what God has for us and not to live in the past. For the days are evil, declares the Lord. Would you hold your spot here for a moment in Galatians? We're going to go back for Galatians, but go to the next book. Ephesians chapter five. And I want to share with you what Paul says to the Ephesus church in Ephesians about this time that we have. He says in Ephesians chapter five, verse 15, 16, and 17, he says, therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making 
the most of your time because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do you know what the will of the Lord is? First of all, do you know what the will of the Lord is? It's to draw near to him, is to, to walk like Christ, is to be like Christ, is to live for the kingdom of God right now, right now. The moment that you have right now is to live for him because he says the days, the days are evil. The moment that you have right now in which we live in are evil. But if you want to do something, he says, live for God, live for Jesus. It's the one thing that all that matters. You know, God had an opportunity in time and space. And when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a virgin, born under the law to redeem us, to call us his sons, his daughters, to call us his own. God, when the time was right, he seized the opportunity, came for you and for me so that he could have a relationship with us. This is God. God Almighty, you know, all the other religions of the world, they look to our, to their God and they have to do something to get up to him. Our God did the opposite. He came down to us because he loves you and I so much. God has the opportunity, took the opportunity to spend time every day with you and me. This is God. This is you and me having a relationship with God Almighty. He came down for you and me. And he tells us right now in his word, now is the time because the days are evil. You and I have something to achieve, an accomplishment to stroke after, to seek for, and that is Jesus Christ. To proclaim his cross, him crucified. Because the Bible says, well, if we lift him up, he will draw all men to himself. But man, I, I want to tell you this. I want to challenge you with this this morning. Very beginning. It's time to live in the now. It's time to live for Jesus now. Not thinking about the fears of what I could have been, what I used to, should have done. Those things are behind me. Those things are worthless. It's time to start planting a seed now. Go back to the Galatians for a moment. Galatians 6, as he talks about this time. And this time, he uses opportunity in a little different way. Chapter 6, verse 7. He says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows. This he will also reap. The one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. Let us not lose hearts in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then while we have, what's the word, folks? Opportunity. Come on, guys. What's the word? opportunity. Come on, man. Say it like you mean it. We have what? Opportunity. Wow. That was good. All right. That guy, he's hungry. Okay. So then while we have opportunity, let us do good for all people. And especially to those who are of the household of the faith. Now the word opportunity is a little different here than in Galatians five. He actually changes the word to the word kairos. It is meaning coming to a head or taking full advantage of a specific time. And this is the time that you and I get to plow the field, reap a harvest, to prepare something for what is ahead of us. Every day, you and I are in the, in the Bible, I like, Jesus and, and the disciple writers, they love to use uh, farming as a great analogy in, the, in text, in scripture. Any of you guys farmers? I grew up farmers. I'm just curious. Any of you farmers? You guys plowed the way for 
for us. My dad grew up as a farmer in Colorado. Uh, when he was 17, he, he found the Lord, or the Lord found him and uh, set him free. And he's taught us a lot over the years as I look out in the fields, as I drive through the, uh, the west side of town and you see all the fields and stuff. As a farmer, it's important to, to take the time to plant the seed. But before you plant the seed, you've got to plow the field to get it ready for, to put the seed in the ground. And, and then once you do it, once you plow it and you plant the seed, then, then it's time to water it. And, and it takes time. And, and sometimes it, it, takes, it can take a year or two. Do you know a pineapple, by the way, doesn't grow in the tree. It grows in the ground. It takes two years for a pineapple to, to, to grow to its fullest potential. I didn't know that until I was in Hawaii and I saw one. I was like, wow, that is, a, I'm going to cherish a pineapple. It took two years to grow that thing and eat that thing all really quick. Some, some, some fruits, some vegetables, it takes time to, to see the, the, the fruit of what is to become. And you and I have a moment right now, a time right now to live in, to seize the day, an opportunity for the kingdom of God. And there is a fruit that is going to produce that may take a few years to see. It may take a few, few decades to see. But you don't know what God is doing in the ground, in the soil that he's producing. And he's asking each and every one of us in this room this morning, the time that you came here today, I want to challenge you. It's time to live now. Now for Jesus. What does that look like? Practically, truly practically. The days are evil. What is the first area of ministry that God has called you to, gentlemen? Wife, family, those of you who are married, absolutely. Your spouse, do you realize you have the opportunity to live like Christ, to be like Christ, your wife? Does she see that? Does she see Jesus in you? Does she see you serving her the way Jesus serves you? lays down his life for you. We would know love like this, one who would lay down his life for his man. Fellow man, who, you would call me a friend if you do the serve me. Does, does, does your wife see you like Christ? Like, do you take the opportunity? And, and some of you, you could probably go home and, and you're like, man, I, I heard that message. I, I should have lived now, now for, for my bride. And I missed the opportunity. And you'll say, well, I, I, had, the, I had that shot, had that chance, I blew it. But that's, that's not living in now. That's living in yesterday. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of beginning something new. God loves to make all things new. Don't you know he's doing that within you? Making you new? You can tweet that out later. That rhymes. Okay. You guys know what Twitter is? Okay. I got heard a few chuckles. It's okay. That's right. I was just <laughs> It's the morning. I get it. God's called you now. Right now to be, have the opportunity to live right Christ for your spouse. Right now, you can go home later after you eat breakfast. Maybe you can bring her a plate home, just a thought. You can bring her, bring her flowers today. Tell her that you love her. Tell her that you're excited for her. Tell her that you, you know, Mother's Day is coming just next week. And you can say something so encouraging to her to lift her up, to, to bless her. This is your first area of ministry. It's not serving at church. It's not working all day long at some job to provide for, the, provide for your spouse and kids. That is not serving your spouse. That's called work. 
And that we're gonna always have. But your first priority, if God brought the two of you together is husband and wife, that is she is of your flesh and you love her the way you treat and love yourself. You know, when you go to work and you stop for coffee along the way, do you stop and think of her and her needs? You can love her and love her the way you love yourself. Love your bride men. I wanna give you the opportunity now, not tomorrow, now, today. If you're married, I want you to do something for your wife. Tell her you love her. Tell her you're proud of her. Lift her up because as you draw near to her, she will draw near to you. See, it's the principle, the biblical principle of Jesus. He says, if you draw near to me, I will draw near to you. And we are to be like Christ, Ephesians 5 tells us, to our spouse. And so if we draw near to our spouse, the very marriage that you think is awful, the very marriage that you think is hard to live with, I promise you through scripture, God will meet you and your spouse will fall deeper in love with you again. And you won't hate her anymore. You might think she's the worst person in the world. That's why you're here this morning. You had to get out of the house. I don't know. But you, the reality is if you go back to your wife and you love her the way you love yourself daily, take it a seed, take it a seed, plant it, water it, take your time. I promise you, God will resurrect something that has been dead and bring it to life. Same way, you know, your next priority in, in, in your life, your next opportunity is with your kids. Those of you who have kids in this, play, in this room, God's blessed you with children. Maybe some of you, your children have grown up. They're out of the house. Now you have grandkids. You realize the opportunity that is before you today. The Bible tells us so often, so many times to pour into our next generation to pour into our, our sons, our daughters, to share with them Christ. You know, the church is not the place. The church, we have like 30 minutes to teach, sometimes 45. You get a really good pastor. He's teaching for an hour and a half. Wow, those guys are on fire, right? We have as a church an opportunity just one time in a moment to, to minister the gospel and to preach God's truth. You have 365 days every day of the year to pour into your kids the opportunity to seize them and to share with them the hope that only comes in Jesus Christ. You get to share with them the wonderful truth of God's blessing, saving grace, a love that has, has no end, that they can run to and know that they're safe, that God can be a refuge and strength, a very present help in time of need. Do you realize you get to be Christ to them? It's not, I'll do it next week when I see them. You do it now. Now, the opportunity is when? When, what? Now. Now, man, if I, boy, if I had time, I would tell you about the now. The now. Now. If we just lived in the now, the moment, not in the past or in the future, we live now. Like right now. Now, Hebrews 11, verse one, it says, it says this. Man, I wish I could... Just quote it straight out right now. For some reason, I can't. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow, but right now, I have the, the assurance of things hoped for. Right now, if I could attack the now, do you realize Hebrews 11 is all about these heroes of faith? Abraham, Sarah, Joshua, Moses, 
David, all these men, the heroes of our faith, and they all talked about how their faith in now, in God, they seized the opportunity to do what God called them to do, to be obedient to the Lord. And because of that, now they're, they're heroes of our faith. And we look to them because they took the opportunity. They seized the day. They realized the days are evil. And the time is right, though, for the harvest, for God to do something right now for you and for me. Right now, you are called right now to pour your life as you're plugging into Jesus Christ. Right now, you have the opportunity to pour your life into your wife, to your kids, to share them Christ. When you're at work, to do your work as unto the Lord and to pour it into to the people around you. You have an opportunity right now, tomorrow morning at church. You come tomorrow, maybe tonight. You have an opportunity to share the love of Jesus Christ, to be a light into a world, a city set up on a hill, to be the salt of the earth. Do you realize right now what you have to do? You got an opportunity to do. It's not one day I get to, one day I hope to be a preacher. I hope to teach up on this stage. I used to be that guy. I used to sit, actually, I was in this room one day and I always prayed to God that I would have an opportunity to come to Calvary Chapel Surprise and share the gospel. I live in the city of Surprise. Since 2002, I've seen this church from a school to what God's done here. And now I'm here on this stage. What do I get to talk about? Well, I want to tell you about now. Because right now, Jesus wants to pour into your life. But you are not to keep it to yourself. You are to be an offering, a cup, overflowing with. Holy Spirit, and allow what God's doing in you right now to be poured out into those all around you, and especially to your first priority of ministry, which is your wife, kids, and to your work, and to those neighbors and others around you, and then serve the church. But right now, right now, the days are few, they're evil, the Lord's coming back, and right now, what can you do? As we sang a moment ago, this is what you do. Very, very simply, you draw near to the Lord. Take a first step. Draw near. Because what did God say in his word? If we draw near to him, he will what? Draw near to us. Right now. Confidently, there is no veil that separates us between God. He tore that the day at the, at the crucifixion. He separated. And now we can boldly come to the throne of grace. Right? Now. I draw near to him. He draws near to me right now, every, every step right now, right now you have an opportunity in prayer right now to intercede for your family. The same thing that Jesus is doing for you right now. He's not waiting for tomorrow. He's doing it right now. You have an opportunity to pour in to the Lord, lean on him. Full understanding, trust in him in all your ways. God will make your path straight right now, right now. Opportunity right here before you, right? What's the word? Now, I I, want to live in now. I don't want to live tomorrow. I want to live right now. Listen, I got off the stage because I wanted to get personal with you. Right here, right now in in the city of surprise, you have an opportunity to draw near to the Lord. And as you draw near to him, he draws near to you. And the closer you are with him, you're, you're beaming like Christ. You're the salt like Christ. You're the light like Christ. And now 
Hopefully, your heart and your mind are transitioning, being transformed, renewed, and you want to press in into the Lord, into the areas that God's called you to. Gentlemen, I, I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity in your spouse. How many of you guys are married? I just want to see, who, who am I talking to? Oh, amen. Look at you. Praying for you. It's not easy in a marriage. Is it easy? No, that was weak. <laughs> your wife's not here. It's okay. And to be honest, right now, you press into your marriage. You love on her. You pour into her, right? Right when? Now, right now. Hey, how many of you got kids? Who's got a kid in here? All right. How many got grandkids? Okay, when are you going to, when's, when's, when are you going to talk to them again? Tomorrow? Now. You can talk to them now. And what are you going to talk to them about? You can just tell them about Jesus. Tell them about, you just love them. Just encourage them. Build them up in the thing. Right? Now. You put it off, wait till next year. I'll see him at Christmas. I'll, uh, uh, I'll see him at Easter. You become like a, the, the EAC, you know, like the, you know, that, you know, that tunnel, like Nemo goes through the, the turtles. Call it the EAC, the Easter and Christmas type of parent okay, that you are. Uh, you don't wait for those holiday moments. You do it right now. And you pour into them right now because now matters because the days the Bible says are evil. And you take on the opportunity, the Kairos, the time, because we got to start here. I like how he says in Galatians 5.13 that the opportunity that we have to be for the flesh, but let's start a countdown. 5.3, and blast off right now to pursue them for the sake of the kingdom of God, to love on them, to share them with the love of Jesus right now. It's, it, it's what matters. And you guys have been called by the grace of Jesus Christ. Pour in to draw into him. Maybe two things I want to do right now. I, I, one, I want to give you the opportunity right now to pray. And we're going to seek God's face. and We're going to ask him to just move on our behalf. Right now, to, to change our hearts, our minds, our perspective. It's, it's not to live in the past, in the future. It's to live, be present right now. And secondly, I want to pray for Maybe, maybe some of you in this room, you know, honestly, you came, you were invited by a friend. You've never given your heart to Jesus Christ before. I want to give you an opportunity right now to come into a relationship with him. He came so that you could live. The Bible says he came at a perfect time just for you and me. And he never wanted you to be out of a relationship with him. He wanted you to, to be next to you. So he drew near to you. Came in the form of man. He gave his life willingly. He lived it perfectly. And he transferred his life in exchange for ours. And he gave us a hope. Eternal life. We just place our faith in him. Believe on him. The Bible says we will be saved. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus into your heart. So would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Father in heaven. We come before you right now. We ask, Lord, by your spirit, Lord, that you would, as we draw near to you, you would draw near to us. 
We know that's true because we can come boldly, confidently to the throne of grace where you have given us access now, an entrance through your death, your burial, your resurrection. It's the day death died. And because of that, you, we got hope. We have eternal life through your son, Jesus. And, and now, God, we ask by your spirit, Lord, that you would teach us and remind us that right now we can, we can, we can plant a seed. We can harvest something great in the future. But right now we can just, maybe it's the watering aspect of a, of a marriage. Maybe it's the being patient. Or that's what love is. It is patient, kind. It's gentle. Not self-seeking or boasting. It's a love that conquers all things, believes all things, hopes all things. It's a love that never fails. And God, we want to have that type of love right now. We want, we want to be like you right now for you. the days. They truly are evil. But Lord, you have, you have called us to freedom. So let's not use this body as this flesh as an opportunity for evil, but let's use it for the glory, for your kingdom. And let's, let's live like, like David lived. He saw an opportunity against a Goliath. And he didn't cower. He didn't, wasn't afraid. But Lord, he saw you before him. And he said, thank you, God, for such a great target to hit. For I shall not miss, for you are my God. And no God shall be mocked. He sees that opportunity. May we be men like David. Jesus, I pray that you would move on our hearts and our minds, that you would transform us into your image, that you would, you would, Teach us, Lord, to seize the opportunity. Let our eyes see the need, our, our, our feet to do the walking, our heart to be pumping and beating to the beat of your drum, that we would desire and seek your face of all things. We would use now as the opportunity to live our life for the fullness of your glory, for your kingdom, for your power. All things, Jesus. Maybe right now there is somebody in this room that has never given their heart to you. Lord, I ask is that they would open up their life to you even now. And they would receive you as their Lord and Savior. If that's you, if you just want to give your life, you want to receive the free gift of God, free gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ, would you just pray this prayer with me? It's so simple, it's easy, and Christ immediately comes into your life. He sets you free. You can know for certain today that you would be with him. Just say this prayer and say, dear God, thank you for dying on a cross for me. Thank you for rising again. For your death, your burial, your resurrection, is what sets me free. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and accepting me just as I am. I believe in you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord a praise? 